I don't know why it's so low. Anyone else know that? Well, it's not like you're here to tell me anyways. So, yeah, yo, let's just get to it. All right. Is this better? I don't know. Okay. In three, two. Hold on. In three, two, one. What's good? It's your girl Bianca, and welcome back to yet another episode of Are You Alone? But what I'm actually asking you is, are you achieving life on natural euphoria? Oh, we has it been a week, guys? My goodness, last week was very stressful and overwhelming. I practically was surviving off of coffee, and I was just running around like the few towns that i live in well i live in one town obviously but i was running around different towns to get help from our family for some of these new upcoming projects that are in the works so you know she was a little busy last week but i've also been trying to be a responsible grown-up so i've been applying to some places to get a full-time job so you know i can start supporting myself and kind of like feed my online shopping addiction um joking just joking uh, kind of but you know yeah money is important and nice to have but it's not everything and there is a lot more to life than just that um just so we're clear and you're all not like oh she's money hungry um but you know you gotta get your bread you gotta be on your grind so whatever the case may be um but anyways we made it through the week so thank god and also thanks to those who like calm me down during my moments of high stress it really does make me take a step back to realize that the stress is just temporary and that i do have enough in me to make it through whatever it is that i'm going through and for me i'm just like a very go-go type of person and you know i've recognized that i need to have like these small breaks every now and then otherwise i'll just like burn myself out and sometimes i become like cranky and really like low tempered and i just don't really like getting like that um but for those of you who have witnessed one of my like episodes or like my cranky low temperedness then i also know that they don't like that side of me either so i really do try to just not get to that point but you know shit happens um speaking of though things happening I kind of did a thing. So if you do follow the Are You Alone podcast Instagram page at AYA podcast or me at Bianca K underscore 16. Let me just plug myself real quick. Um, then you should have seen that I had recently released my website. Yay. Woo. Yeah. Um, if you have yet, though, to see those posts, then you can go check it out. And while you're there, you might as well just hit that follow button. But yes, it is true, your girl is slowly becoming official. However, the link to my website is on the Instagram and on the Facebook page. And the reason I just direct you there is because my URL is like 
is really long and it's complicated and that's just because you know your girl is still on a budget and she using that f-r-e-e free version of the wix website editor so yes in time i will have my own domain something that's easier to search and look up but for just right now go check out those pages and if you're confused and don't really know just go to at aya underscore podcast on instagram or the are you alone follow page on facebook and then look for the hyperlink within that page um but lastly before we do get into this episode just a small announcement i will be taking the holidays quote unquote off just because i would like to be present with my family and my friends during that time plus i'll also be continuing that project i was running around stressing out about for so you know i got some things in store for y'all but um i'm gonna need some time to really put some intention and make sure those things come out um with some quality so just letting you all know because communication is key and self-care is also key so just keep that in mind (laughs) however for last week's episode if you did miss out on that i practically repented for my sins um but for real like kind of joking but like also serious i was just like you know let me right my wrongs and i had just talked about taking accountability for the wrongs that i have done in my past and how acknowledging those actions really allowed space for growth and change and since this is my last episode right before new year's where us americans tend to make resolutions to change i decided for today i'll be talking about one of the main things that can cause us to change which is our mentality Now, for me, one of my pet peeves is when someone tells me what to do. Literally, anyone who knows me knows that. Meaning, I just don't do well when someone says, do this or do that. It's probably the quickest way to get me to not do that. However, I do work better when someone goes about it in a, if you try it in this way, it can help you with this type of approach and I'm like okay so I'm less defensive in that way and I'm also more open as to why the person may want me to do whatever this certain thing is but I just say this because this episode is not a just change your mindset approach rather than it is a consider your mindset and how it can affect certain things both negatively and positively type of approach. So I did have a small inspiration from this Netflix series that I've been watching called Pretty Little Things. It's like this ballet school mystery thing. But anyways, one of the episodes had talked about muscle memory and how we train certain muscles with repetition to the point it becomes natural, similar to us like riding a bike. So for me, I was able to relate to this through soccer and how easy it is for me to kick a ball or how I'm also able to drive a manual. So obviously at first, I nearly stalled the car every time at a stoplight, or I gave my dad and I whiplash with the harsh transitions from gear to gear. But now, your girl feels like Tokyo Drift every time I enter the freeway with my little Jetta. I'm like, hit it, Miss Layla, and we hit 70 going on the freeway. Um, But what I'm trying to get at is over time, I became comfortable kicking a ball or shifting gears on practically just any manual transmission because of training those specific parts to be able to do so. Now, the brain isn't technically a muscle, but you can look at it like it is. 
the brain in my thinking or the way that I've been influenced to see it is it's this beautifully complex organ or as this person named Adrian Santos Lonhurst Lonehurst 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 wrote it meaning the brain plays a role in every one of our functions controlling many organs controlling our thoughts memory speech and movements So in high school, I took a psychology class on child development. And with that, I had learned that, you know, around this age is when the brain is most moldable, which is why some people suggest teaching children different languages at a young age, because when you're much older, it's harder to retain. And this is kind of similar to training your children certain actions, thoughts, and behavior at a young age, because when we're older, it's much harder to try and change those actions those thoughts, and those behaviors. Now, some of you may be catching on to what I'm trying to get at regarding muscle memory in our brain. And if you're not, then just keep listening with intention and an open mind, because this next part might come off as annoying or irritating because it may feel like I'm intentionally targeting you, but that's really not the case. I'm honestly trying to say this with as much love, but also as straight up as possible. Many of you have trained yourself, your brain, and your mind to think negatively about yourself, the circumstances you are in, and your ability to get out of those circumstances. However, I do want to extend empathy because I know that there are many people who have faced serious trials and tribulations that have caused them to think this way about themselves. And, you know, for an example, it could be an adult figure telling you to lose weight because you're looking a little heavy or that, you know, you're not enough to live up to other people's standards. Uh, Maybe you're too stupid to ever go to college or, or that you're just not capable enough to do anything. There are literally so many factors that come into play as far as why a person is trained to think negatively about themselves. And I mean, if we're being honest, our society and social media also plays a large part into this mindset. It goes back to one of my episodes about how we constantly compare ourselves and our worth to others. And like, I could go into depth about social media, but I'm just going to save that for another day. But like, I'll also be honest because I can't speak from a standpoint of mental health because I don't think I have ever faced it or at least faced it to the extent that maybe others may have. What I do know though is from what others at least have explained to me is that their mind can sometimes become this dark, nasty, just empty void that has absolutely no light towards the end of the tunnel and not being able to ever see the light becomes exhausting to the point where they just feel alone in their darkness and they just don't see the point in existence anymore to put it in a subtle way but you know please do correct me if i'm wrong but as of right now that is my current understanding of how dark the mind can get however training your mind is something that takes a whole lot of work sincere effort but also most importantly time especially if you are older and you have been trained to think these negative things about yourself So another thing that I have also learned through psychology is that sometimes our minds fall into these routines and that sometimes our routines can contain bad habits that we aren't aware are bad. And one of these habits can be how we ultimately talk to ourselves. 
Sometimes we talk negatively to ourselves without even recognizing it. For an example, you know, I'm not smart enough to understand that. I can't do it, so what's the point in trying? I'm never going to be as pretty as her or as hot as him, and I plain old just sound ugly. Honestly, the list can go on and on. However, when we constantly repeat those negative things about ourselves, we begin to believe it. And when we begin to believe it, we begin to see it. And when we begin to see it, we begin to live it. Now what happens when we do this is we begin to put limitations on ourselves and our capability of what we can actually do. We limit how much our intelligence can go. We limit our efforts on how hard we should try. We limit our perspective on what is considered beautiful or handsome. And we also limit how far our voices can go. And no, I'm not talking about a singing range more than I am talking about the influence it has on someone. Now, don't get me wrong, boundaries and limits are very much important and they are needed, but we also have to recognize when those limits are actually restricting us from our full potential. Now, I haven't really talked about this publicly, at least, because it's something I'm still kind of like working through understanding myself because it was pretty recent. Um, But if most of you didn't already know, I have played soccer for over half of my life. I started at a pretty young age, so I played in club. I also played in high school. I was blessed enough to go play in college at Highline Community College. And then I was also able to transfer to the University of Iowa to continue playing. So for me, ever since I was young, playing D1 was like a dream and like a big goal of mine. And I was actually really crushed when I wasn't getting recruited right out of high school to go play. Um, But the thing about that is those two years at my community college are years that I would not trade for the world. They literally hold some of my absolute favorite memories. However, for most of my life, I always thought of myself as a soccer player and only a soccer player. I had this dream of playing professional someday and I dedicated a good amount of time to perfect the game. You know, being a soccer player was my only identity. At least I let myself believe that. I didn't think I was ever smart enough to go to college academically and that my only ticket to college was through an athletic scholarship. So when I finally transferred to Iowa, I was like, all right, this is it. This is your chance to be everything that you've worked so hard for. This is your time to be that soccer player you have always wanted to be. Now, I would say it took some adjusting when I first got there, but I slowly started to get into a groove. I was doing well enough to start a few games and I felt all right about my performances, but I knew there was something that kind of just fell off about me. I thought it was just because I was like in a new place and I also thought, you know, it was a different playing style. So I was like, okay, it's just going to take some time. Um, The coaches would ask me to do certain things on the field and I knew I was able to do those things. But for some reason, physically, I just lacked all ability to do basic things. I literally couldn't even kick a ball, which like I said earlier, is like natural to me. But by the time I started to recognize it was because I was overthinking, it was too late. I lost the starting position, which turned into never really seeing the field again. I lost my coach's faith in me as a player, and I was pretty much told that if I came all the way out to Iowa to perform that poorly, then I should just go back home. Really, when I did hear that, it made me just lose faith in myself as a player, and it also led to me just losing the love for the game. 
My drive and my motivation to play was literally no longer there, and in its place was a little bit of anxiety and self-doubt. I feared going onto the field because of the backlash I would receive if I didn't perform well. I never wanted the ball at my feet because I thought I wasn't good enough to do anything productive with it. And really, my last two years of soccer happened to be the most draining and exhausting years of my life. I would try and go to practice positive, but it felt impossible to do so because it was like something would go wrong and just suck the life out of me. And then, you know, practice was in the morning, so it really set the tone for the day. Let's just say that. I also experienced my first panic attack or like an anxiety attack. I really don't know what it was, but all I remember was I was laying in bed, you know, at night thinking about practice in the morning and then my breathing started to just get short. My chest started to get really tight and just really heavy and I could hear my heart pounding. And when I could hear it, it made it beat louder and it made it beat faster. And I was just laying there just like, okay, something, something's not right, something's wrong. Um, Luckily, I was able to just tell myself to, you know, take some deep breaths and then my breathing did slow down, but that's like a moment I won't forget because that's something I've never experienced before. Even when I had to go back for preseason after summer break, I extended my stay at home an extra week because I didn't want to go back. However, it was my senior year and I was just trying to tell myself, go into this year with a positive mindset. You know, it might bring back the love for the game. And I was kind of trying to look at it as like a last shot type of thing. Um, so I was really trying to like give it the benefit of the doubt. So in the beginning, I was pretty hopeful. And then, you know, I started to lose that hope because I could tell I wasn't going to play. And it got to the point that I would take advantage of every off day that we had because we had a 24-48 hour rule during season instead of like a full dry season. Meaning there was like, you couldn't drink 24 hours before a practice and 48 hours before a game. So during our off days, I would literally like binge drink because it was how I was coping and it gave me like a spark of joy that I was literally lacking in life at that moment. And mind you, our days, I think, were either like a Monday or a Tuesday. I can't really remember, but I was drinking during the weekday when I had class at like 10 o'clock. I started to recognize that I was creating a bad drinking habit, and so I, I stopped doing that. I don't, you know, it's not a thing um, anymore, and it especially stopped after season. But the moment in that time frame like the period that i was going through the moment that i realized that i was more than just a soccer player was probably one of the biggest revelations i've had in my life so when this happened it was because i didn't travel one weekend and i was pretty upset because i didn't make the roster and it hadn't happened to me before and i was also confused because my coach traveled someone who he kicked out of practice the same day he posted the travel roster. Um, that's besides the point. But anyways, when I saw the list, I was like, one, I was frustrated as hell, but I was also like, I was kind of like, it was that moment of like, just in shock. So I went to a park and I had called my dad and I called one of my sisters, literally bawling my eyes out because it was the moment that I realized I was not going to be a soccer player anymore. Season was ending and I barely touched the field. I'm not going to be this soccer player that I had 
hoped for my entire life. And it was the moment that I felt that I just truly lost my identity. I literally told my sister on the phone while I was crying that I had worked so hard to be a soccer player my entire life, and now I'm nothing. I literally knew nothing outside of being a soccer player as well, and I was always busy playing or practicing that I never explored to go and do other things. So yeah, I was pretty devastated, which, you know, looking back now, I'm kind of like, okay, you're a little dramatic, but, you know, devastated at the point, I started to think about who Bianca is outside of being a soccer player. I realized that, you know, I'm someone who enjoys talking. I'm someone who enjoys meeting new people and then being able to have deep conversations or deep talks with those new people. I'm also someone who has been trying to see the good in everything. I'm someone who also tries to take advantage of any of the opportunities that are in front of me. I've been told I'm a a go-getter or whatever. Um, But I also know that I'm someone who wants to make a positive impact in other people's lives. And I'm also someone who wants to make a difference, whether it's big or small, in this world. And it was kind of just in that moment where all of this reflection was happening that i realized that i wanted to be remembered as more than just a soccer player it was a moment that i realized that i was actually more than just a soccer player now i know some of you may be confused as far as what this story has to do with mentality and muscle memory so like just let me explain The entire time I played soccer, my mindset was, if you are not a soccer player, then you are a no one. I trained my mind to think that you have to be a perfect player to become a professional, that there is literally no room for error or mistakes. I told myself, coaches want a competitive player, so I became a competitive person, which it really brought just these ugly sides out of me. I also chose to go to a university strictly off of soccer. I really didn't care if I didn't have friends. I wanted to go there just to play. Because in my mind, if you played at this big Power 5 D1 school, it means you're good. And if you're good, you'll most likely be able to become a professional. That is how powerful the brain and the mind can be. I fell into this routine of being a soccer player that I didn't recognize the bad habits I was doing for over 17 years. Those bad habits consisted of me criticizing my performances, picking out the slightest of things that I did wrong and then I dwelled on it for the entire day. I began to compare myself to other girls at a very young age and like my success based off of others and like comparing myself. I also became this annoying competitive hothead which, you know, I mistook as passion. I also ignored opportunities that were available outside of soccer, and most of all, I let my personal confidence be defined by my confidence as a soccer player. Now, this isn't a lousy excuse for what some may see as a failed soccer career. I actually don't look at it as that because overall, I had learned a lot of things from my time as a soccer player, things that have shaped me into the person that I am today, and, you know, things that I'm just forever grateful for. I still love the sport. I was able to gain back my love for it once I started to recognize that when I played for fun, I did a lot better than when I played like it was my job. Um, But the thing about this was soccer had never defined me. My performances never defined me. All of the coaches that I've had in my life never defined me. Because at the end of the day, it was really me who defined myself. 
and for the longest time my mind had allowed me to define myself as just a soccer player. See, what I'm trying to get at is I put a limit on how far my potential just as an overall person can go. I can find myself in a box of soccer or football or footy or whatever you want to call it, but it's a sport that you mainly use your feet in. And, you know, it has taken me a lot of time and it has taken me a lot of effort to not define myself as just that soccer player anymore. And to be honest, if we're being real, <laughs> I... I don't know who I am just quite yet, and you know, hopefully I still have a lot of life to live to figure that out, but if I were to define myself right now, I would like to say that I am someone who doesn't necessarily know what I want in life, but I will always be someone that follows the path that is most authentic to myself. I decided to share this story in this episode before we go into the new year because around this time we set resolutions and people are just most open to change. I feel like it's because when we enter a new year, it kind of feels like it's a fresh start. However, some of the reasons our resolutions don't always fall through is because change is hard and it takes a lot of time. And when we don't see progress, we tend to give up. Why is this? Well, because our minds sometimes have just taught us to do that naturally. But the thing is, is why do we continuously limit our potential? You know, you wanna become a better person this year? Well, then what is stopping you from actually being a better person? Why, because it's hard and it takes actual effort? Which in my head, I'm like, I don't understand why it's so hard to be a good person, but like, you know, once again, you don't know what other people have been through. Um, but you know, you know, you want to go back to school after you took some time off. Well, what's stopping you? Especially if you have the resources to help. You, you want to gain more confidence in yourself. Well, what's causing you to not love yourself fully? Is it something you have control of, something you can change, or is it something you may need help with? And when I say that, just be mindful of trying to find your self-love in someone else just putting that out there real quick you know you want to get out of a toxic relationship well what's making you stay are there alternative solutions that could help you get out of that situation you know you want to start a podcast well what's the fear of you starting one all of those questions that I had just asked and maybe some other life questions you may have all have an answer but it's depending on your mindset You can receive the answer in a way that needs change or in a way where you'll continue your routine. And if you have learned anything from this episode, then I really hope you choose the first one. My intention for this episode was to have us start thinking about our brain as a muscle and to consider some of the things we've trained our mind to believe or think over time to make it feel natural. Are we negatively talking down to ourselves, limiting our potential, and ultimately defining ourselves as unworthy? And if you have done that, what are some changes that you may need to make in order for that to not happen anymore? And if you don't think that there's anything to change, has your mind let you fall into an oblivious routine of bad habits? And if there's literally nothing and you're just like this perfect human being, then like big props to you because I have yet to meet a perfect human being. 
So Jason Momoa, if you're listening or anyone knows him, if you'd like to meet me, then I can finally say I have met a perfect human being. (laughs) Just saying. Um, But in all seriousness, with this new year coming up, think about how you want to go into it. Maybe working on your mindset is one of them. Maybe cutting toxic people out of your life for your well-being is one of them. Maybe it's taking whatever you've learned from this crazy 2020 year and you're able to implement it into this new year. Or maybe it's time you begin to start working on loving yourself. You know, when or if you ever begin to do these things, be sure to do it with intention. Be sure to do it with some patience, with love, with accountability, and with full-on honesty. It's going to take work, it's going to take sincere effort, and it's going to take a whole lot of time. But however long it may take you, I know that you are more than capable enough to do it. So be sure to enjoy the journey along the way because it's helped shape you into the unique individual you are today. As I wrap up this episode, I just want to wish you all happy holidays and a happy new year. Please stay safe and stay mindful of others during the holiday season. If you're able to give back or maybe donate to help others, please be able to do so while also staying safe and considerate of COVID. You know, if you don't celebrate the holidays, then I hope you just enjoy being around those who bring you love and good energy. And lastly, I would also like to extend my condolences to families or friends who are celebrating their first holiday without a loved one due to the pandemic and or other unforeseen slash unfortunate events. I'm sending my sincere love and prayers out to you all. However, this concludes my first double-digit episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and showing your support. Make sure you go check out my new website, which you can find on Instagram at AYA underscore podcast and on Facebook at the Are You Alone follow page. (laughs) Once you're there, make sure to bookmark that page because your girl got one long-ass URL. My name is Bianca, and as we continue our journey, all I ask is that you do your best to achieve life on natural euphoria.